your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be talking about the St. Louis Blues 4-2 victory over the Edmonton Oilers. Big statement win against a very dangerous team that includes Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So that's big for the boys. Great momentum going into the Winter Classic game. We're going to touch on that a little bit as well. But I really want to talk about the Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, and Vladimir Tarasenko lines. The season that Vladimir Tarasenko has been having, whether or not he's still going to be traded... What's the whole situation with that right now? So we're going to break all of that down. But before we do, I want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you're cracking us open with your cup of coffee on your way to work, on your daily commute, on your way to school, whatever it might be, uh, we thank you guys dearly for starting your day off with us. So without further ado, the Blues defeated the Edmonton Oilers 4-2 in very convincing fashion. And they were led by some usual suspects. Vladimir Tarasenko had a three-point night. Jordan Cairo had a three-point night. And Robert Thomas scored a goal too. So the young guns are stepping up. Vladimir Tarasenko is playing like the Vladimir Tarasenko we've seen in years past. And that line is an absolute problem for opponents. When you've got that kind of firepower with a playmaker like Robert Thomas a playmaker, and a goal-scoring threat in Jordan Cairo, and one of the best snipers the league has ever seen in Vladimir Tarasenko, especially with the way that he's playing right now, a driven and a motivated Vladimir Tarasenko, that is absolutely lethal. So although we did not see Ivan Barbashev, we did not see Pavel Bushnevich, although it does seem like they could potentially be available for the Winter Classic, according to the recent reports from Luke Korak and Jeremy Rutherford, I think that's a fair question to ask. Is like for the Winter Classic, do you stick with the Cairo, Thomas, and Tarasenko line, or do you go back to the Russian line that's been working for so long and Ivan Barbashev, Buchnevich, and Tarasenko as well? Because it's difficult to say. I feel like they both bring something to the table, right? And with the Russian line, I feel like it kind of fits the Blues system more a little bit because not necessarily even that they lack an offensive production because. They're all three near the top in the team lead in points, so they are getting the offensive production, but they're also going out there and banging bodies, and they're grinding it out and getting to the to the gritty areas of the ice. And although it's poetry in motion watching Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo uh, form that chemistry and continue to develop in their young years in the NHL alongside a perennial all-star and a guy who's been doing it for a very long time in Vladimir Tarasenko trying to revitalize himself. As much as I love watching them sling pucks around and I love the offensive pressure that they consistently bring and the possession that they effortlessly show in the offensive zone, I think for the benefit of the St. Louis Blues and the way that they're structured right now, I think the Russian line is probably going to lead to more W's for the St. Louis Blues currently, especially against maybe a Minnesota Wild team that uh, might not have an answer for the Russian line, but could potentially find an answer uh, for a high-powered offensive juggernaut like 
Robert Thomas, Jordan Kyrer, and Vladimir Tarasenko. And maybe it's just as simple as saying, hey, Vladdy, like, you're the best player on our team right now. Who would you rather play with more? And then whoever he says, be like, all right, you heard the man, line him up. And that's something that I want to get into in my next segment is I tweeted out during the game that um, uh, some choice words were in there as well. But in, at the end of the first period, uh, when Vladimir Tarasenko does inevitably get traded from the St. Louis Blues and he is no longer a member of this team, it is going to hurt like a father, mother, sister, brother. But like I said, we'll save that conversation for after the break. So I just pulled up Twitter uh, and... So Luke Korak tweet is staring me in the face. So it is confirmed that Berube said that Barbashev is cleared to play and so is Bushnevich as of right now, obviously. Uh, with everything in the testing going on, that could potentially change by the time game time rolls around, but it's looking pretty good for the St. Louis Blues currently. And it looks like Oscar Sundquist is cleared to play as well. So uh, some absolute studs back in the lineup for the Blues. Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo just came back. So this team is looking like they're ready to fire on all cylinders. And it could not come at a better time going up against a Minnesota Wild team that is so close to them in the standings. Having an incredible season, Cam Talbot looks like no one's been able to figure him out. Kirill Kaprizov looks exactly like he did last season, still continuing to light up the NHL. I saw a tweet on my timeline today. Uh, I was showing stats for the Winter Classic, and it said Zuccarello currently only has about four or five active players that have scored more points in a Winter Classic game than him. So it's going to be a guy you have to keep your eye on. Ryan Hartman has been hot all season. Like I said, Kirill Kaprizov is always a threat. Matt Dumba's done well defensively. So this Minnesota Wild team, as much as we like to bag on them and say they haven't had a superstar in so long, Kirill Kaprizov looks like uh, he's about to change that very quickly. But for as much as they've struggled and as much as the Blues have had their number in the past, this team does not feel like, this Minnesota Wild team does not feel like those teams in the past. And they they feel hungry. They feel like they have the firepower to make a deep run in the playoffs. And so for the Blues, this is another good test to see kind of where they're at on the Richter scale of giants in the league and the magnitude that their dominance can have. And what better way to exude that dominance over a very good Minnesota Wild team than in a winter classic aired for all hockey fans to see. It's a perfect way to cleanse us of the nightmare that was 2021. It's a perfect way for this team to start the new year, 2022, off on the right foot. It's the perfect way for Blues fans to feel good about this team and feel good about this new year. There's a lot riding on this game, right? And so for the Blues to be getting so many guys back now and fingers crossed, hopefully 100% healthy, which it seems like from the way that Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo played, uh, they are taking that precaution to be like, oh, we're not going to rush you back, even though it is the Winter Classic. And I'm sure even Braden Shen wants to play. It sounds like he's still kind of little ways off before uh, he returns from his injury. But this team is lethal, and I really don't think that the league has taken notice yet. And really, I don't think Blues fans have taken notice yet either, and it's because they've been beaten and battered all season long, whether Bucinevich was down, whether Jordan Kyrou was down, whether Robert Thomas was down after they were both lighting it up and having career years. Ivan Barbashev having a career year. He goes down. So all these guys missing time, and the league kind of had to notice it too, and that's why they got the stipulations in place now with the taxi squad and the salary cap relief. I mean, I really don't think we've truly seen what this Blues team is fully capable of yet 
Because even when they were completely healthy and they were playing at their best, Nico Mikola is getting better every game. And if he's the answer to your defensive problem of, hey, we need a big guy back there that can that can clear the crease and lock it down defensively because we've kind of struggled at times. If he slots in and he continues to de- develop on the trajectory that he's currently on and he can plug in and be the answer to that question, I mean, this team is as good as any Stanley Cup contender in my mind. But to get to the Stanley Cup, you got to go through the playoffs first. And as every hockey fan knows, playoffs means playoff beard. So if you have a beard and you need some beard care, you got to get primal. You heard me right. If you have a beard, get primal. So if you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy that has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, so if you want to start off the new year right with some new beer care products, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. Now, I know every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. So remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Check them out. You won't regret it. They have absolutely amazing products. When we come back, Vladimir Tarasenko talk. Don't go anywhere. All right, so in reference to the tweet I made about Vladimir Tarasenko saying ultimately when he does get traded is going to hurt tremendously bad for all Blues fans, me included. So the reason I made that tweet, obviously, was because he had three points on the night, which brings him up to 32 points on the season in 32 games. I'm not a math wizard, but if I'm counting on my fingers right and carrying the right amount of ones, uh, that is a point-per-game pace, which you absolutely love to see from a guy that's trying to revitalize his career and prove that he still has what it takes to be an all-star in the NHL. There's no denying the dominance that he's had this season. There's no denying the offensive production that he's had this season. He's buying into this team. He's having a great time with the guys. He's not being a distraction like so many people, us included, talked about all offseason long. He shows no signs of slowing down. It doesn't look like the shoulder's hurting him at all. He's ripping one-timers, which we haven't seen before. He's constantly trying to get better. But we can't sit here and ignore the fact that he asked to be traded, right? Like, it's the big elephant in the room in all the press conferences, and, like, I feel like every time that he has a good game, which is often, obviously, you look in the lounge, you look on Twitter, and everybody's thinking the same thing. Has he changed his mind? Do you think us chanting Vladdy at the game is going to change his mind? Maybe he wants to stay now. Look at him smile. How can you not want to be here? I mean, Mike McKenna, St. Louis and Mike McKenna, just wrote a brilliant article about the whole thing. I think it was a week ago, two weeks ago, and his most recent source said that Vladdy still wants to be traded as well. So got Jeremy Rutherford saying closer to the beginning of the season that the latest update was he still wants to be traded. Now Mike McKenna is doubling down on that. So 
here's where I'm at personally with the situation. Love Vladdy. Always going to root for the guy, no matter what team he's on, no matter how long he's here, no matter how. If the bridge is burned, if he ends up living here after his career, if he doesn't, whatever it might be. If he never steps foot in St. Louis again, still going to be a huge fan. But you have to weigh the options. It's like, okay, so he's helping us win right now. Absolutely. Have to keep him on the team unless someone comes to you with an absolute blockbuster deal. Then you kind of got to sell high on the guy, right? Especially because he, like, if he doesn't want to be here and he still is demanding a trade and you're going to hold off on one or two years till the, towards the end of his contract and he's still going to demand a trade. The last thing you could possibly ever dream of doing at this point with the way that he's playing and how much he means to this city is losing Vladimir Tarasenko for nothing. For In free agency, he just leaves. Right after Alex Petrangelo just did the same thing, he says, I'm dipping out. Sorry, Docs, but someone's going to take care of my shoulder better than you guys will and I don't want to be here anymore. I, I do not want that to happen at all. Now, that being said, the answer, I don't think, is, like I said, that blockbuster package, I don't think is going to come this season. So, you kind of have to toe the line a bit and say, okay, he's our best player right now. He's a point per game. We're going to make be making a push for the playoffs, and probably, with the way that this team looks, and when they're at full health, probably pushing for a Stanley Cup. Does Vladimir Tarasenko help you contend for a Stanley Cup? Absolutely. So, for that reason, you have to keep him this year. Now going on to next year, it gets a little bit dicier because I could see the Blues fielding a lot more offers for him because they're going to be nearing the end of his contract. But because they're going to be nearing the end of it, I don't think the return's going to be as big. And you also run the risk of saying like, oh, he's having a fantastic season this year. And then, so we're going to keep him through the off season, keep him around. And then next season, if he doesn't have the same year and he's, his stock isn't at the same height then what do you do with him? So it's kind of, you're playing with fire here is what I'm getting at, right? But I could be wrong about all of this, and I know there's a lot of different swirling opinions about it, so I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, I don't think that there's a scenario here where at the end of Vladimir Tarasenko's contract, he decides to re-sign with the St. Louis Blues at a team-friendly deal, which is probably what Doug Armstrong would be looking for. I can't imagine that Vladimir Tarasenko names a price uh, for him to stay on the Blues, and Doug just automatically says, absolutely, I would love to pay top price for uh, an aging superstar because, as we've seen with Alex Petrangelo, uh, Doug Armstrong is very fickle when it comes to these negotiations. He's a penny pincher, but he absolutely knows what he's doing as portrayed by the Bushnevich trade. What a steal that was. I don't even know where to begin to estimate what a Vladimir Tarasenko trade would look like right now, but I can tell you this. The Blues would not be eating salary cap. And I think it was reported uh, when these trade negotiations and all this trade talk around Tarasenko first started, that that was one of the biggest things for Doug Armstrong. He was a stickler on was I'm not eating salary cap uh, for a superstar like Vladimir Tarasenko. And a lot of the people that were interested wanted him to. And that's why Doug didn't fold. And now here we are. The best player on the St. Louis Blues is Vladimir Tarasenko. So... All I know is I trust Doug Armstrong to do what's right and make the best decision here. If that is keeping Vladimir Tarasenko until the end of his contract and then letting what happens in free agency happen, I'm absolutely all for that. Going to root for the dude 100%. It's going to suck when he leaves, but at the end of the day, it is a business. He is a hockey player. Uh, he's free to play wherever he wants to.
if it's trading him while his value is high for a mega package, while trying to expand the Stanley Cup window, free up a little bit of cap space, maybe make some moves in the offseason and also uh, get a couple prospects that can start developing to help contribute in this next core. I don't know. Both of these sound like very viable options. It's either a win-now mentality or a win-now-while-also-preparing-for-the-future mentality. And I think one gives you a better chance to win now and one um, is kind of a safety net, right? And I think either way, it's still a good decision on Doug Armstrong's part. And obviously, with the history that he has in pulling off these trades, I think regardless of what the deal is, as a Blues fan... If and when it does go down, I'm going to be uh, satisfied. Now, if you think the Blues are going to win the Stanley Cup, if you think they're going to hit the over in the Winter Classic game, uh, but you're not you're not satisfied with telling all of your friends this information, why don't you throw some money down on it? You can do that with our friends over at Bet Online because they have you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available at Bet Online, where the game starts. When we come back, we got a Winter Classic game to play, so let's talk about it. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, the stage is set for the 2022 Winter Classic taking place in Minnesota at Target Field. It's all iced out. It doesn't look like a baseball field anymore. And when I say iced out, it is literally iced out. There's potential for snow. There's potential for freezing temperatures, below zero temperatures, wind whipping through people's coats. We're talking layers on layers on layers. Jeremy Rutherford talked about it, and I'm hoping that anyone listening (laughs) to this podcast on their way to the game or who is potentially going to the game uh, will be taking the proper precautions to stay warm. And hopefully, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, and Vladimir Tarasenko take the same hint and stay hot coming into this game. I mean, you look at what Vladimir Tarasenko did in the last Winter Classic against the Chicago Blackhawks, putting up a two-goal performance. And both goals coming in the third period, you have to think that this guy lives for games like this, where all the eyes are on him. He is the center stage. He is a superstar. Everybody's wondering, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? What's going to happen? Is he is he, is he he the real deal this season? Is he just having a hot start? Or is he going to fizzle off? Is he going to hurt his shoulder again? All these questions. He's going to go out there and answer them with authority, right? And I know I give Josh trouble for this. So Josh, if you're listening, I apologize sincerely. But I always give Josh trouble for picking... Superstar, not superstars, but 
like all-star level talent as his locked on players of the game just because I feel like it's easy and it's not really I like picking the dark horses more of the people that you don't expect to have a good game and then they kind of rise out of the ashes but for all intents and purposes I cannot in good conscience pick anyone for this game as my locked on player of the game that is not named Vladimir Tarasenko it just feels like the stars are aligning for him I mean we're talking about freezing cold conditions and every player even on Minnesota being asked like how do you feel about potentially playing hockey in the snow playing freezing cold and they're all like yeah like it's just something you got to deal with you'll find ways to stay warm I feel like Vladimir Tarasenko was selectively bred for this game or like created in a lab I don't know dude there's just something with Russians to where you're like dude this guy is playing in negative nine degrees and he's shirtless on the ice warming up before the game like I don't know it just feels like something Vladdy would like it's just it's the Russian effect right and so maybe maybe that's why you run with the Russian line again too is just because they got so much Smirnoff running through their veins that they can't possibly get cold but all jokes aside even if they do get affected by the cold it still feels like the Russian line could absolutely be a difference maker for the St. Louis Blues in this game just because They've been firing on all cylinders lately. You're getting guys back that were kind of in and out of the lineup. You got Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo back too. So even if Minnesota does find an answer for the Russian line, you've still got two absolute studs that played together in World Juniors. So they have that established chemistry and they have that established friendship. And every single game that they play together on the same line, they look better and better. And they it feels like they have a better sense for where each other are on the ice. So... And I think that's something that Craig Berube touched on uh, after the last game against Edmonton is like when you're talking about putting these lines in the mixer and having guys slot in and out of the lineup because you're missing so many people. He's like, it doesn't really feel to the players like you're putting them in the mixer at all or that there's a learning curve uh, at all because they have so much depth and they change the lines around so much. It's almost that everyone on the team has played with everyone at some point in time. So there's never really a curveball to where it's like, oh, you got to figure out like where he's going to be on the ice because they already know because they've done it before. So final prediction, I think the Oilers game was a huge boost in the confidence for the St. Louis Blues getting Buchnevich back, Barbashev back, Sunquist back. All these guys back is another huge boost in their confidence. But not only that, but there's a boost in confidence for these younger guys that stepped up in the time that we were missing so many people and and they know that they're capable of playing good hockey in the NHL level without having to depend on these guys. So now that these guys are coming back in the lineup and these young guys have come in and they have confidence too, I feel like that spells success for St. Louis Blues team that's coming off a hot win against a dangerous Edmonton Oilers team and is playing against a Minnesota Wild team that has lost four consecutive games. I feel like Minnesota is going to come out a little bit slow, maybe hang their heads a little bit especially with the conditions that the game is going to be in. I'm going to take the Blues 4-1 to one victory over the Minnesota Wild in the Winter Classic. So that's all we have time for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to and subscribe to us on YouTube. That way you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Twelcher15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.